Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isabella Gestos. Coming up on today's episode, a conversation with the pitcher of the week, Matt Wilkinson of the Orleans Firebirds. But first, I caught up with Ben Williamson, the T-Mobile Player of the Week for the Hyannis Harbor Hawks. The senior infielder from William & Mary has been on a tear in the last five games, going 10 for 20 with four doubles and two RBIs with only two strikeouts. The T-Mobile Player of the Week had multiple hits in four consecutive games, highlighted by a 4-for-4 performance with a walk in a 6-3 win over Chatham. Without further ado, here's Ben Williamson. Ben, thank you so, so much for hopping on. I really do appreciate it. We will get started real quick. So this is your first summer on Cape Cod. What has it been like so far for you? I mean, it's like every college baseball player's dream to be up here. Um, It's definitely some of the best competition you can get in college baseball. So just really happy to be up here, really excited to be able to have the experience and the opportunity to play up here. What has your experience been like so far? Um, It's been awesome. Like getting to know a bunch of different guys from different teams. That's always a lot of fun with summer ball. Um, A lot of different guys have different coaches, different um, experiences at school. So getting to know what they're like, the similarities and differences between the coaches. It's a lot of fun. So when you were first asked to come up to Hyannis, what went through your head? What were your emotions? I mean, it's kind of like an honor, like especially coming from a mid-major, like not a lot of mid-major guys get to come up to the Cape and play baseball. So it's definitely like a a big honor. Like I said before, um, I was just really happy. Like my coach told me and I was just like, like he asked me if I wanted to do it first off. I was like, hell yeah, I want to do it. Like there's nowhere else I want to want to be this summer. So. I was definitely fired up to get started up here. Yeah, speaking of mid-major, so throughout your career at William & Mary, you were named, what, CAA Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and you were the first player in William & Mary history to be named first season, our first team, all, all CAA, for three consecutive seasons. So when you hear all of that, what goes through your head? I don't really try to pay much attention to it, like, I, like, I told one of my friends earlier today, actually, like, he, he and I have this, like, running joke. He goes to ECU, and he's, like, he knows that I don't, like, look at any of my stats, like, ever. I don't know. I just, like, like to get on the field, play baseball, and then the stats will come. Like, I know I put in the work in off the field, so looking at the stats doesn't really do anything for me because I know that I'm just going to go out there and play my best um, every day, so... It's not really, not really like something I try to pay attention to that much. Is there ever a time where you do look at your stats or is it like more of a superstitious thing that you don't look? Is there a reason? It's kind of like a superstitious thing, but it also just like baseball is such a mental game. And the more you focus on stuff like stats, the more you get away from the game itself. Like your subconscious is th- always thinking about like, if I don't get a hit here, I'm not going to hit what I want to hit. Um, so I try to stray away from looking at those from that perspective. How has your career at William & Mary prepped you to come here? Yeah, so, I mean, the last four years have obviously given me a lot of experience. We've gone to a bunch of different teams. Like, we've played UVA during midweeks, Duke, a bunch of ACC teams, um, a couple big t- Big Ten teams, um, a couple top 20 teams this year. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, the mound's 60 feet away from home plate. The bases are 90 feet away, so it's baseball just getting that experience the college experience at a mid-major it's basically the same thing you have you always been such an electric hitter has that always been no okay so how did this so in high school I was like I was kind of small in high school I was like I developed very late so I I wasn't very developed physically 
um, in high school. And as I got to college, like I started to grow into my body a little bit more, started to understand how my body moved, um, like my kinetic sequence and my swing. And like the last two or three years, it's really, really taken off. And I made a couple swing adjustments uh, the last two years. Um, in high school, I was very like direct to the ball. And then now I'm trying to launch balls a little bit more now that I've developed a little bit more physically. So it's definitely definitely helps to grow a little bit well obviously it's worked because you were named the cape cod player of the week the first one this season so we already went through kind of like your hefty list of accomplishments at william and mary and it's very impressive so when you so your very first game you were held hitless what was going through your head i try to take it at bat by at bat um if I go 0 for 1, the next at bat, I'm 0 for 0. If I go 1 for 1 with a grand slam, the next at bat, I try to reset my mind and treat it like I'm going 0 for 0 still. Basically, like my goal every at bat is to hit the ball as hard as possible. And then if I fail that, I flush that. And then the next at bat, I'm 0 for 0, trying to hit the ball as hard as possible. I'm really just taking it one pitch, one, one at bat at a time. What do you do to kind of reset your mind? Are you saying something to yourself? Are you doing some mindful meditation? What What do you do? I don't, I don't really know if I have like a set routine, but I definitely like go back to the dugout, collect my thoughts, um, kind of reflect on what, how the pitcher got me out and how to avoid it going forward. Um, basically trying to develop a, a plan of attack for the next at bat. What goes into that plan of attack? How they pitched me to get me out. Did I chase? Was I on time? If I was off time, I try to adjust my timing to make sure that next time I'm either a little bit earlier, a little bit later, depending on what I was in the last at bat. If they attacked me with like an off-speed pitch and beat me with it, they're probably going to go back to it at some point in that the next at bat. So just really trying to figure out what they're trying to do to get me out and then not kind of falling into how they're trying to attack me and staying within myself. When you had your first hit, did any kind of nerves go away? If you were yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say that was there were any nerves with it. It's just definitely like a feeling of relief because you're playing around like a bunch of different dudes. Um, I know a lot of them were talking about it. Like the first hit in summer ball always feels good because everybody doesn't think you suck anymore. I mean, no, nobody obviously thinks that, but like it's definitely like a feeling of relief, like to get that first hit. But it's not. I wouldn't say it's like you're nervous about it. If that makes sense. I mean. You're here, so you obviously don't, you're not, you're obviously, you're very good. When you, so after getting that first hit and then starting to go on that tear of just killing it, what goes through, like, what are you, do you realize that you're just on a hot streak? Not really. I just, like I said, like try to take it one at bat at a time. There's one game, I think, it, I don't remember who it was against, but at some point somebody came up to me and was like, you know, you have four hits today. And I was just like, do I? Because like my mindset, like going into each at bat is that I'm 0 for 0, like trying to take it one pitch at a time, compete, try to do the best, best that I can to help the team win in that situation. Is there a reason why you take it one at a time? Is that just a mental reason? Is it a superstitious reason? Um, it's definitely a mental reason. Um, if you try to think too far ahead, your subconscious is like thinking about something else and you're not able to really have all your focus um, on that one pitch, that one situation. And guys up here, it's pitchers like they're too they're too good for that what what do you do to prep for each game um I have like a little mobility routine and then a hitting routine um I like to stretch out my hips a lot before games because a lot of my swing has to do with like hip separation basically holding my weight in my back hip for as long as possible so I do my mobility and then I go through my hitting routine which is like 
some small bat stuff, some overload, underload, and then basically trying to get off the machine, some fastballs and some sliders. And I know we're, t- we're emphasizing a lot on your hitting and everything, but you also won Defensive Player of the Year at William & Mary. Do you think that's yeah. an underrated part of your game? It's definitely a part of my game that's been important, especially because my hitting hasn't always been there. So I kind of prided myself on my defense throughout high school in my first couple of years of college. Um, and then when the hitting came, it just kind of all came into fruition at a good point in, in my career, not only at William & Mary, but for summer ball and going forward too. Take me through your day when it's when it's game day. So you wake up, and then what do you do till the game's over and you go to bed? Um, I, I wake up. Some days I, I'll take a cold shower, and then I'll get back into the room, foam roll a little bit, do some mobility work, um, hop on a lacrosse ball, do some soft tissue work, um, and then I'll get my Theragun out, do a little bit of that on my upper body, and then I'll go downstairs, eat breakfast, like, here we make um, some English muffins and some bacon. So definitely, definitely shout out to my host family, the Walkers. They've been they've been nothing short of amazing to us. Super blessed and thankful to have them. And then I basically go back in bed, like lay down a little bit, watch watch some YouTube highlights of MLP games. Can't really get away from baseball in my free time. And then by that point, it's time for lunch. And then I grab lunch on the way over to the field and go through my hitting routine once I get to the field. And then it's game time. And then after the game, obviously team dinner. And then head back home, shower, go to bed, and wake up and do it again. I know you're playing tonight, and I want you to lock in. So we'll end this off with something a little bit fun, okay? So what is your favorite thing to do outside of baseball? I'll go fishing, definitely. Okay, Okay, so you're going fishing. So give me three non-negotiable songs that are on the playlist. Three non-negotiable songs? Oof. I feel like I got to cover a lot of ground with that. So I'm going to go. My first one is I Don't Want to Party by Mike. Second one's definitely got to be a Morgan Wallen song. Probably Dying Man. That's that's probably his best one, I think. New album. I guess it's got to be a Post Malone song. Um, I'm Going to Be by Post. Was, was one of my walk-up songs. This year. Actually, wait, no, 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 no. Um, Sweaters by Ivan B. That was my Friday walk-up song at school this year. It's an underrated banger. I'll have to give it a listen. I, I was going to agree with yeah. you on the Post Malone because that's one of my favorite songs of his and kind of just squashed my dreams right there. Kind of that kind of hurt a little bit then, I won't lie. To anyone headed out to Williamsburg, Virginia, where is one place they have to go? Williamsburg is kind of boring, not going to lie. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, definitely had to, in the spring, have to catch a game at Flumary Park, um, support the tribe. The cheese shop is a really good lunch place there. Their house dressing is unreal, but... I feel like if you go on TripAdvisor, that's one of the first things that pops up. So I'm trying to think of some more like low-key places. There's College Creek, which is a beach on the James. That's that's always nice on our off days. So I'd definitely say College Creek. Okay, so I'm assuming you know the saying, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? I do not know that saying. You know that saying? I'll have to add it to the repertoire. I was about to say that should be the new Instagram bio. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Um, so final question. Do you have any intimidation tactics to get to, you know, psych out some pictures, get everyone a little juiced up? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I would say that I take, like when I take, I don't know if you've seen the Soto shuffle. I don't really do the Soto shuffle, but like, I kind of like, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like I'll, I'll like look the ball all the way into the catcher. If I know it's like a sure ball and then kind of just, like shuffle my feet a little bit, but it's not definitely not as like profound or pronounced as the one Juan Soto does. But 
I wouldn't say that that's necessarily an intimidation tactic. It's more of like trying to give me the confidence that I know I saw the pitch really well, if that makes, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I wish this was video so I could just pop that up and show it. So because that's <laughs> hilarious. Oh my, I'll look for that next time I see you at a high endless game. An actual final question. Is there anything unique or something that you can do that's very extraordinary or one of one? I don't know, but I play the ukulele a little bit, so there's there's that. I tried to pick up the guitar a little bit earlier in the spring, but I got it like a week before the season, so I learned like three chords and then basically forgot how to play it since then. But I can play a couple songs on the ukulele, so that's something I'm definitely a little bit a little bit proud of. Do you have a ukulele up in up here or no? No, I, I left it at school. I gotta move out, move it out when I go back. We gotta get you a ukulele up here. That's the new, we got to get you, if I come to a Hyannis game and you're not playing some songs, there's an issue. <laughs> I don't know about that. What songs can you play? I Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. I don't, I don't know what the song's called, but Grace Vander Lewin or whatever her name was that was on America's Got Talent. Whatever song she played like in her audition, that one. There's a, the third one's a Bob Marley song and I can't think about it. Or I can't think of what it is right now, but. I'm about to hop on Amazon real quick to get a ukulele for you for, so I can come to a game and go, here you go. Please don't. You'll get a lot of love from your teammates, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, probably a lot more chirps than love. Well, Ben, thank you so, so much for hopping on and taking the time. I really do appreciate it. You can catch Ben playing for the Hyannis Harbor Hawks all season on Cape Cod. Thanks to Ben for taking the time to speak with me this week. He and the Harbor Hawks have upcoming games against Ketuit, Bourne, Orleans, and Wareham. Coming up, the pitching ninja pitcher of the week, Chatham Angler's left-hander, Matt Wilkinson. The man they called tugboat through five innings of relief to get the win over the Orleans Firebirds. Wilkinson struck out eight batters to finish with a one-hitter performance. Fun fact, Chatham sells a sticker of a tugboat in his honor. Here is Matt Wilkinson. Welcome, Matt Wilkinson, to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. No problem. Thanks for so, having me. So we're going to discuss the big question first. So why is the Instagram handle and the nickname Tugboat? So uh, growing up, uh, my dad's best friend. It, when we were younger, like after every baseball game, you usually do like a base race. So like every, like the whole team's running. I guess I was moving so fast that... uh. Uh, or slow I mean that uh, I got the nickname tugboat but it's stuck with ever since and uh, I love it I've embraced it so I'm uh yeah no it's it's awesome for sure have you seen the stickers that the Chatham PR team hands out of the tugboat that's a yeah I do yeah I actually have one on the back of my phone right now that's crazy <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it must be an honor to be have a sticker be after the nickname right yeah for sure it's something uh, I didn't expect so for this being your first time on Cape Cod what is the, what's been the most surprising thing just uh, baseball talent, like it's, your, it's the best players in college baseball. So it's uh, it's definitely cool just to like sit back and watch everyone play. And you're like, holy crap! Like everyone's really good at this sport, and you know, it kind of helps you realize that you're like, oh dang, I'm actually pretty good at this sport too. Um, what's been the one thing that you haven't expected? Nothing really. I've kind of, uh, yeah, no, nothing really. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> you're kind of all over the place. So you're from. Canada, British Columbia, right? Yes. Went to school in Arizona, and now you're on Cape Cod. So what's been your favorite place out of those three? Can't beat Arizona. I mean, 
I was there for the past two years. I'm starting to get used to the heat and uh, the weather there, and it's nice just not having rain. So, but um, definitely coming up to the Cape Cod, it's definitely uh, like a different environment than the past two years where I've been. So I'm excited. I'm happy that I've uh, get to see trees again. That's for sure. Yeah, I know the weather has <laughs> not been the normal Arizona weather that you probably. Yeah. yeah for sure you're probably used to throwing in like 90 degree heat right yeah yeah well (laughs) even though it's not 90 degrees here you're still throwing some heat because you were named pitcher of the week so first of all congratulations so we're gonna stick with the theme of heat when do you know that you are serving absolute heat um not really ever like I (laughs) I I really don't throw that hard um yeah I, I um but early in the game usually but uh I don't know I, I'm not I don't throw the hardest so it's that's kind of a hard question but when you realize okay like you're kind of on a roll you're you're striking out people left and right what kind of goes through your head you know I kind of just get my confidence that's when I start to walk around like McGregor on the mound or start to like pace around a little bit but yeah you know you can tell just in my body language when my confidence gets higher um uh, yeah yeah that's pretty much it can you give us like a, some descriptives of what your body language looks like versus uh, when you're very, very confident and absolutely killing it versus when you're having an okay game? You know, just the uh, confidence when you're uh, like having a really, really good game. You can just tell like I get that I'm out there having fun. It's like just it's like I'm playing a kid's game again like it should be. But then when I'm a little tense, obviously, you got to show the other side, show your, uh, that you're ready to go. But yeah. So do you keep count of how many batters you've struck out? So you have two, you go, do you know, okay, I have two. Or when you hit six, you're, you do you keep count or is it kind of someone telling you at the very end? Someone telling me at the very end. Uh, it's not really my biggest worry out there at the, at the time, but uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know until the end. I don't really pay attention to that till it's over. So when you hear that you struck out eight batters, what goes through your head? Just Yeah, I pitched well today. I uh, just uh, did everything to help the team win. That's all I'm trying to do. How would you say last night went for you? Um, personally, I'm. I think it was uh, not the best outing for me. Uh, I still helped out, still got the win, but for my standard, I felt like I was uh, not as sharp as I could be for sure. What goes into your pregame routine? We over text. You were saying you had to lock in pretty early. So <laughs> what goes into that? Um. Yeah. No. I just. Uh, uh, it's just a lot of music. Just uh, kind of not talking to anyone. Just looking straight. Uh, just. Uh, because usually I'm one of the talkative guys and I uh, like like screwing with people a little bit at the field. But uh, yesterday was different. I just didn't talk to anyone. So no one really knew what to do. But uh, yeah, that's kind of it. I kind of just listen to music and just look straight and wait till game time. What is the name of the playlist and what songs do we see or are we going to see on the playlist? <laughs> uh, you know, before games, I listen to <laughs> heavy metal because it gets me... Uh, it just gets me mad and that's what I want to do I just want to get mad so yeah but I don't listen to that any other time before besides that but um would you have any pre-game superstitions or routines or things that you have to do no not really uh yeah I don't believe in superstitions I think it's never been a thing for me so no oh my gosh, so you're a pretty laid-back guy <laughs> yeah did you know anyone on your team coming into the Cape Cod League uh no how has that experience been meeting everyone and developing those relationships? Awesome. Yeah, no, it's kind of, it's like the second reason why you come out here. Yeah, you get to play baseball, but then you get to meet some new friends that you uh, hopefully can be in your life for a long time. But yeah, I've met some really cool people and I'm just uh, 
really excited. I've got the chance to meet all of them. Are you living with anyone on your team or are you by yourself? Uh, yeah, me and uh, the shortstop, Sam. Um, we actually have our own guest house. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm in a guest house right now. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. That must be a ton of fun. It must smell horrible in there, by the way. <laughs> no, it's actually nice. It's super nice. We keep it really clean. <laughs> I'll believe it. I'll believe it. I'll believe it. But I know you have to go soon, so we'll do something really fun to end it off. Okay. So yeah. roller coasters. Do we like them or no? Yeah. Why? Yeah, they're just fun. Uh, used to ride them all the time as a kid. I just remember being in Vegas when I was twelve and riding the New York, New York like a hundred times in one one day. Do you like the spinny ones or the ones that go up and down and all around? What what what's your favorite type? Not the spinny ones. Absolutely not. I just <laughs> throw off every time I'm in one of those. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So what were your summer jobs growing up as a kid? Baseball. I've been really uh I've only really had jobs in the winter. I've never uh yeah, no, it's just playing baseball. It's cool. And what are your winter what were your winter jobs? Uh, I just helped my dad. My dad out. Uh, he works for a plastic company, so I just go help there but that's nothing nothing too serious who is your celebrity lookalike who do you think at least gosh um celebrity i don't even know <laughs> who would you want yeah, to compare to i mean that the big picture at lsu i think uh that'd be a cool one but uh <laughs> that's a tough question i don't i have no idea i've never been asked that yeah, I have no, I have no idea. You can workshop it and get back to me, okay? Okay, yeah, I will. Okay, perfect. Do you, do you have any unique or weird talents? I throw with both hands. Like, I throw football right-handed. Uh, I've been fortunate my whole life, uh, kind of like, you know, playing bit, like wiffle ball in the backyard. I've always played right-handed, so I've always uh, left pressure off my left arm. So that's nice. But, yeah, I just throw with both hands. Oh, that's actually, that's very impressive. <laughs> and. Yeah. The last question, what are you most looking forward to doing during your time on Cape Cod? It does not have to be baseball related. It can be anything. Still haven't tried a lobster roll and I've heard everything about those. I got to try one of those. <laughs> Do you like lobster? Uh, I've never really tried it. I'm from the West Coast, so it's more crab. So I've never really had the opportunity to try lobster. Okay. Yeah, then yes, there are definitely, <laughs> I definitely should be on the bucket list. Have you had clam chowder yet? No. That's another one. Okay, we're making a bucket list right now. We got lobster roll, clam chowder. Um, can you do your best Boston accent? I got no, no shot. <laughs> I, I don't know it. Try a little bit. Try a small, a small little sample. Like what? I'm walking here. <laughs> Something like that. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> so Matt, thank you so much for hopping on. I know it was super last minute. Thank you so so much. And yeah, thank you for coming on to the podcast. We appreciate it. Congratulations again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime. And that's all for today's episode of the podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe once again. Thank you to my guests, Ben Williamson and Matt Wilkinson, for taking the time to speak with me. I'm Isabella Gescos. Tune in next week for the next edition of the podcast.